0: Travel through my mind, but out the other side, we spend life
1: This is
2: And welcome to bff.fm radio. This is Mimi Zach on Private Session, and I'm here today, joined for just a little bit by my good friend Celia Hart. Celia Hart joins us from Seattle, where currently I was gonna say it's cold and rainy and cloudy and kind of but it's not. It's really hot 90 degrees and smoky
3: because there's <laughs> wildfires around. Oh
2: so my god. Are you okay? Sure. Are you safe?
3: I think so. I think so. It's because. So the reason it's so hot is the ocean winds are not blowing in. And that's why all the smoke is coming in from the BC fires.
2: Hmm. But it makes for
3: a really pretty sunset. It's very pink and hazy.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. Very West Coast. Very West Coast problem that you have there. Yeah, well, she's also from Michigan, um, where I am not from. But uh, I met you there in the state of. In the state of. But so I brought Celia on today because you... I like to think that I have a type of synesthesia, like you know how synesthesia is when musicians are able to see colors when they see music?
3: Yeah, or shapes, I've heard that's another form, yeah. shapes.
2: Word. I have that with friends though, where I think that when I think of friends and loved ones and people, I associate them with like music and like what they listen to and like what turns them on, what turns them off. like what they were just listening to, so I know what kind of mood they're in. Like, that's how I developed my relation. It's not a healthy thing. I journaled about it recently, and I was like, this is really not a healthy thing that I do, but nonetheless, I luckily do it with you. And I think that's how we became really good friends. And so when I think of Celia, I think like Parkette Courts and yeah. Pavement and like also like indie R&B and then like War on Drugs.
3: Oh my god, I've been listening to the 100
2: books so much recently, holy oh god. Yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff. Such dad music, but it's like such good music. <laughs> I don't even care. I am the dad. Yeah, you also well, I'll just start the conversation off on what we talked about last time we spoke Celia, which was about we sort of descended into a conversation about our romantic lives somewhat. It wasn't really so much our romantic lives but more of the romantic lives of the entire world (laughs) because we're very deep in that way. And we never talk about ourselves, we talk about the world. No. Um, but we were talking about how romantic relationships, especially in the technological age, could descend into like AI and robots. And I wanna hear how you got to why you think about what you think about. When you think about that. Which you think about it enough to talk about it at bars. you think about it a lot, so I, I just want to
0: hear I do. about that. Yeah. And I will
3: <laughs> So basically I was watching Westworld one day and I um it was episode number four and there was an orgy scene which is like gratuitous HBO sex on TV. Right. And I remember
4: that
2: just... Uh oh. Hold on everyone. Her FaceTime call failed. So while we're waiting... Oh, I can hear you. Hi. Okay. So you're in the middle gratuitous. of a gratuitous orgy scene. <laughs>
3: yeah, gratuitous orgy scene. And this this man was receiving um, oral sex from a robot. And I yeah. remember thinking, in what world would someone trust a robot? Like an AI, especially like the Westworld ones that are kind of like murderous, manipulative. Like who would tr- trust like an putting their appendage or like you know, something that they value a lot, like a penis into a robot's mouth, which got me onto thinking, like, at what point, like, when sex robots are a thing, would I have sex with a robot, or, like, would people really want to do that, like, would it bastardize love, would it, would you feel comfortable sharing what should be such a human experience with someone, like, was something something that's manufactured? Do you know what I mean? Yes,
2: yes. And then you were saying too about like what that could mean for our society in general, and like how we create relationships. Like you talked about that, and then I balance it out with my thoughts on her, which you've seen, right? You've seen. Her. I don't know. I don't. I have not. Have no, not. but I know a lot about AI. Okay. Right. Word. So, but in her, he becomes in. He's like in love. So like. More than just sex, he becomes actually infatuated with a robot. What yeah. do you think about that? Being a programmer in Seattle, surrounded by technology constantly. Are you worried?
3: <laughs> Not at this moment, because my opinion with like tech, especially being on the dev side, is it's all... People make it, and people are, are flawed, so the tech is apparently flawed as well. You know, like, it's so... Difficult to do something perfectly on a small scale, but to do it on a large scale is insane. So there's no right now. I guess I don't think the sophistication is there, but I guess like when you think about the way the rapid advances we've had, I don't know. I I, when I think about like this kind of general question of like love and technology and like could you fall in love with Something that wasn't human. I just, for me, love is like something that has to be reciprocated, you know, for me to truly right. experience. But and I just like, I always come back to like, how would I handle love robots? <laughs> <laughs> and like, what is the, what is the correct term? Like, they
2: should no, it's not. true. Yeah,
3: we should coin it now to market it later.
2: We you know? should. You know, how many ideas have come up on this? <gasps> Me doing this radio show that i need to market so much so that i should just copyright this already i should yeah
3: like i just it always comes back to like how would i handle this and i don't think i could like not be creeped out by something that can't reciprocate my feelings you know i feel like it just would cross into uncanny valley for me and i couldn't yeah could navigate that
2: yeah yeah i agree i agree yeah,
3: those are my rambling i do and you know, I've told you what I think the perfect application for sex robots are,
2: right? Remind me?
3: Threesomes.
2: Yes. For
3: the couple it that really wants to explore solves... but doesn't want to have to deal with the jealousy. It sex solves
2: so many problems for people. That's so true, actually. Because I think so. I there's think, like. That's what I think. Is... There's like 1,600 Reddit streams that can now die once they introduce that into the cultural space, right? in my opinion. Um, But. Yeah. So Celia, you're in Seattle. What, What is the music scene like out there in your limited experience? In
3: my limited experience? Because I know
2: you say that you don't do a lot with music, but I know that you do try to as much as you can. You do I'm it as much as I do. I try to
3: because it's been interesting. This, I will, the one thing I'll say about Seattle is it's a very different city in the summer versus the winter. So I went to a lot of concerts in the winter when it was gray and like, You kind of have to be more creative with what you do with your time and in the summer i just want to be outside Mm -hmm. but it's a great city if you like to go to concerts because there's a lot of cool small venues um so you can just like on a wednesday go see any random band for 15 bucks like 10 bucks just around the corner and it's awesome for that i don't know if i've seen a ton of like local bred musicians though like hmm It doesn't feel... I don't know if it... And maybe because, like, I don't know the right people and stuff like that. But finding kind of, like... I don't want to say amateur musicians, but, like, you can't just, like, walk into a bar and, like, find a random band playing there, you know? Or sometimes you can, but it's not often. So I don't... I feel like it kind of feels like the... Because, like, people see Seattle as very musical, but it kind of feels like it has its head looking backwards towards like the nirvana era but it doesn't feel as dynamic in the present currently
2: yeah yeah you know what and two punk is dead we all know that um you heard it here first everyone but i really want i want to hope that seattle still has that scene somewhat of like a punk a punk place that still has that coming you don't really see that very much because i know that you you do enjoy punk music to an extent so what do you think yeah. there Wait, say that again. You broke up. <laughs> like like <laughs> punk music in general is it still there or no well none
3: kind of in seattle i um i live in a grungier neighborhood and i've definitely seen some stuff like walking in. like if you know there area, like Chacha's lounge like i went over there one night and they just had random grunge cover bands playing which it was like cool to see um, but I don't know. I just like, I want to say in general, I do believe Punk is still alive because parquet courts. Um, but not, I don't know if it's here. <laughs> I will say, the one thing that has surprised me about Seattle is people unabashedly love Backelport.
2: Really? Because he's from there, right?
3: They love him. He's from here. And people, like, love him. They get, like, unironically love him. He's in, um, if you go to our Museum of Popular Culture, he's in it, like with, with Jimi Hendrix and Nirvana, because they're both from Seattle. And then it's Macklemore. Like, Hendrix, Nirvana, Macklemore. One of these things is not like the other,
2: yeah. personally. Yeah, and, and I find that, because honestly, I I went to Bonnaroo once, and I was there, and I kind of realized like the power of Macklemore a little bit, where I was like, very very surprised by how many people really really want to go see him like it's it's almost an obsessive thing people love Macklemore I didn't know. I guess I don't like
3: dislike him but I just don't
2: understand it I thought he was just the guy that danced around in his pajamas all the time I didn't know that this was something that we were gonna all correct really, really around like they love him they love Nirvana and they love Macklemore. You live in a city of extremes. It's <laughs> you... still a little up
3: here. It's sure. still. I break up my flannel every once in a
2: while. Oh, hell yeah, you do. How many flannels do you own, Celia? I'm
3: down like two right Well, two or three, just because.
2: Don't I can't. grow out of your flannels.
3: I know, I know. I should get more. Because I, I think I've grown up a bit. I'm not some freshman wearing leggings and flannels and. My hair, not washed in three days
2: anymore. So, come on, not wash your hair every once in a while, just for me. (laughs) No, so what kind of beer are you drinking too, by the way, right now? What kind of beer are you on right now? What kind of beer are you drinking? Um, this is
3: Pike's, uh, oh my god, what is it? Pike High Five, it's a honey ale. It's okay, I wanted to do something light since I'm pretending to pack, but I'm not really. Mm -hmm. Well, Pike Brewing Company, I think this is downtown like it's kind
2: of in a touristy
3: area but it's not a it's not a bad beer nice
2: uh, fremont and elysian though those are my two favorite seattle breweries of Ooh. we're getting like the seattle information
3: not
2: the Michigan beers, though. um so you have a really good playlist that i listen to a lot called nothing and beer which is why i ask about your beer but you created this back in the day A.K. like a year ago or we maybe what? Like, more than a year ago? Feels like years ago? Oh my god, that was
3: was my sophomore year playlist.
2: Really? Wow, you've had good days for so long.
3: After sophomore year, going into junior year, and I may have kept up with it junior year, and it was songs that, like, I wanted to just sit on a porch and drink beer and do nothing to. Mm
2: hmm Mm hmm So when you think of this playlist, what song do you think of?
3: Playlist? Yeah. I would want to say what comes to mind right now is probably like, I, I don't know of songs, but I can think of like artists, and I would say A Tribe Called Quest, Jack White, oh my gosh, I don't even know.
2: You've got a lot of good stuff on this one.
3: I know, I haven't looked at that in forever parquet chords because when do I not have parquet because chords
2: Because we I always mean. need to bring that into the cultural space because no one's listening to parquet chords. I think I have a lot of Rolling Stones on there too. I don't know. Yeah. It was like a lot of Jack White though. That
3: was definitely during my Jack White like obsession phase.
2: Love him. He's coming out with a new album actually. You heard it here first. But he's coming um. out a new album? Yeah, he is. You always just okay. gotta come to me because I read all that dumb Pitchfork stuff even though I hate it. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I read all that dumb Pitchfork stuff, even though I hate it. Oh, God. It. I, I actually, I, I read it
3: at work, too. And they, they did not review um, Arcade Fire's new album very favorably. I
2: was curious to what your thoughts were. Um, Funny you should ask, because I recently had someone ask me on my Facebook wall, like, literally just ask what I thought about it, which yeah. kind of, A, reminded me of how beautiful the days were where we could just post on Facebook walls to one another. Like, that was so fun. That was so fun. But, anyways, so my friend asked me, and then we had this sparring back and forth about what we thought. And honestly, I'm an Arcade Fire fan, but there are, like, hardcore Arcade Fire fans, you know, that, like, live for everything they put out. And I... I know them, but I don't know them well. I just know them from high school. And so I listened to this new album and honestly it's, okay, so they did just sign with, I think Columbia Records. Like they just signed with a record label for the first time. And this is their most poppy album. So I think that a lot of people are gonna come back with the feedback and Pitchfork did too, because they're a bunch of assholes about, sorry, but they are about, saying that they you know sold out and that they signed up for it with a record label and now they're poppy and now they're trying to sell to the masses which like okay if you listen to the single everything now you're like yeah this is people always use pop
3: like as a disparaging term and i kind of disagree i I disagree with that i enjoy pop if it's
2: good I, i totally agreed like come on have you heard lord's album it's insane it's so good but Anyways, so, yeah, I mean, like, I want to begin by writing off that accusation initially, but then after that, it's really not that grave an album. They've put out better albums before, um, like, the but
5: whole... I, 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 was, I gave it one listen-through,
3: and, like, I don't know if I'll
4: revisit necessarily, but mm-hmm. I really
3: enjoyed their two singles, like, Everything Now and um, Creature Comfort. Like, I listened to those on repeat, I feel like, for a while, so...
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when I want to get up in the morning, I listen to everything now. It's a bopper. <laughs> listen, I wish
3: the lyrics weren't so depressing, because it feels like it could be such a pump-up. Like, yeah. you know, like, driving to work, yelling, like, everything now. But And then you think about it, and you're like, fuck, like, I can't feel happy or pumped up from this song. Like, it's just reminding me of the depressing consumerism that drives my life.
2: Yes, but so for some people and as you know I am one of these people depression drives me so i love it <laughs> i'm like yes give me more depressing thoughts running like please please no but you're right it is and it's like a very political album which can't be denied like they they put out that song and you probably know it. it's called i give you power when their no, album first oh i don't know the song oh it's is great it It's by um, Arcade Fire and Mavis Staples. I'll play it as our going out tune for when you sign off, but it's all about basically like when Trump was first elected. It came out, I think, when he was officially elected. It came out the day after. Um, And it talked about, it's basically like, I give you power over me. I give you power, but I got to be free. And it's just basically all talking about like the, the politics of it all and how like, as a democracy, we still have power over the situation, blah, 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 but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think that they've always been a political band, but also Arcade Fire, I'm confused because you're Canadian, but also still happy to have some sort of <laughs> like artistic- they're also, they're also
3: from Montreal, and like my friend who I'm going to be going to the jazz bar with later tonight is from Montreal. Yeah. And- Will always tell you they're their own thing, you know, like, yeah, they're they're they are Canadian with like an asterisk.
2: <laughs> ah, interesting, but Drake remains as fully Canadian. Oh, he's
3: from Toronto, but like, then I know okay. a lot of Canadians up here, so I'm like, I'm like slowly getting to know and like toronto like doesn't think of anyone else like it's just toronto and they're always hyped about toronto mm. yeah drake really prepared me to meet a lot of people from toronto because they are obsessed with with drake. canada like just like drake is does that make sense it does they fulfill that level of hype that i expected
2: <laughs> i get that um question about this jazz bar you're about to go to please tell me please tell me and my listeners more what are you doing at this jazz bar
3: it is this is will be my second time going i think but i'd like to make it a regular occurrence because as i so seattle is great for small concerts um you know like 15 dollar concerts on a wednesday but i haven't found a ton of places where you can just walk in and there's live music that you don't have to pay cover for and you don't have to like make an event to go Mm -hmm. and so there's this place called euro pub in capitol hill on broadway and they just have european beer like good belgian wheat and jazz on thursdays and so one of my good friends goes every thursday um and i like he'll go and just chat about life so i've started to join him in that just as um a way to kind of feed my soul a little bit you know get a little culture
2: i love that i love that. i feel that You need that every once in a while. Oh,
3: yeah. I I mean, I should be packing for my move, but I'm not because adulthood. So because
2: there's more important things to do.
3: I'll do it. I'll I'll do it tomorrow, right?
2: (laughs) You will. The packing always gets done, in my experience. And I've moved three times (laughs) in the past year, so.
3: Yeah, Um. I'm putting it off. It's, It's also like... It's. It was 90 degrees today. We don't have AC. I'm just sweating here, <laughs> dying. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that idea of having to move boxes around and no. like furniture.
2: Yeah. No. No. All right, my love. Well, thank you for joining us on the show today and for. Chatting thank you, with you for me.
3: having me and my slightly tipsy ramblings about robots and
2: sex. Do you have any last parting thoughts on that at all? I don't know but if other people disagree
3: and think there's a better application for robot sex please call in at a later
2: point she's she's thought this through honestly i thought
3: it through but i I, i'm here for fresh perspectives because i I approach this conversation with a thought out like idea so i'm
2: here to learn we also approach this conversation knowing that this is the future we understand that this is this is what's going to happen we know yeah Yeah, i mean there's yeah
3: That's always how it works, is, like, any technological revolution, it's gonna, it's gonna hit sex first, and, like, pornography or whatever,
2: you know? We've already done Tinder, yeah, so, very, very true, my friend. All right. well, what am I gonna sign you off with?
3: Ooh. Do you have any, whatchamacallit, um, the replacements? Ooh.
2: I should play the replacements yes i've got can't you can't
3: hardly wait great pause
2: how about we do can't hardly wait is that on your uh nothing in beer playlist
3: um it should be it should. or it's on a million playlists. i think i put it on like every one
2: <laughs> it's, <just kind laughs> it's like that song concept. you know <laughs> yeah i get that all right i'll oh, i'll take sorry. you out to um how about let's do pavement cut your hair And then I'll play you.
3: That is the ultimate dad song. Yes,
2: which is perfect. All right, baby. Well, this has been Celia Hart and Mimi Zach on BFF.FM Radio, Mimi's private session. Celia, I will text you or Snapchat you or contact you tomorrow, but have a lot of fun tonight, baby.
3: You should.
2: You should. Okay, bye, love. I love you. Everyone, this is Cut Your Hair by Pavement. Now you know.
0: Darling, don't you go and cut your hair. Do you think it's going to make him change? I'm just a boy with a new haircut. And that's a pretty nice haircut. it like a puzzle. Hit me where. A special new band She said, wake up, we're going out. It was three in the morning, but it was light out. I said, hold on, what's this all about? She said, I don't know. I said, you don't know.
6: some um.
5: what you got, little? a fan. you mm-hmm.
2: We're gonna return now to just a couple more songs tonight. Actually, just two, uh, because I don't really have the time left to do it. But we're gonna end off with uh, Powerful Man by Alex G, who is an artist that honestly, like he performs with Frank Ocean all the time. He's, he's an amazing, amazing performer. Um, Everyone should be checking him out and knowing about his, his most recent album, Rocket, is really good. Uh, I don't think enough people know about it. Or maybe enough people do not know about it. And the old stuff they still have to dive into. So get into Alex G. He's like this amazing indie rocker. Um, if you like that kind of vibe. And then after Alex G, I'm going to play one of my favorite songs of all time. A friend of mine recently asked me to pull together 10-12 songs he gave me of my favorite songs because I want to listen to them and I really couldn't uh, pull them together but slowly I think I'm figuring it out and this last one is by one of my favorite artists, uh, her name is Laura Marling and it's called Short Movie and the song is actually interestingly enough I'm this much of a fan that I know this it's about Laura and the time that she spent in Los Angeles, so she took a year off from writing music and from touring to go and just live a normal person's life because she didn't know what that was like. And I'm, I think it also was, she moved to Los Angeles to be closer to some sort of romantic relationship, and that fell apart in some way or another. And then she was just in Los Angeles, and so she took a waitressing job and. At one point, got to know some shaman. At some point, I think she was practicing yoga heavily, if I remember um, the the Fader article correctly. And so, this song is basically um, inspired by a conversation that she had with a shaman, who said, "You know, in in whatever way, life is a short fucking movie, man." And. You should know that. Um, So she does a really good job of portraying that feeling in the song. And she adds enough context that it makes it both personal and relatable, which I would argue she does with all of her music. And which I argue is the thing that all our music should do. Um, I argue as if anyone disagrees with me. Anyways. All right, so you've got Powerful Man by Alex G and then Short Movie by Laura Marling. And then that'll be it from me tonight. So this has been Mimi Zach with Private Session on BFF.fm Radio. I hope you all have a great night. I know I will. And I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening.
0: Davey broke the law again Heard this time he's going to the pen Guess I didn't eat my lunch Cause I was gonna miss him a whole bunch Maybe he was out of line But he was still a pretty close friend of mine Maybe he had hurt me bad But a brother is a brother and that is that in the mood this week Cause she thinks her family is going crazy Guess it started with the baby She went in for a hug then it bit her on the cheek That was pretty funny to me But I guess I should have more sympathy I ain't never raised a kid But I feeling bad
7: Paying for my mistake, that's okay. I don't mind a little pain. It's a short fucking movie, man. I know. I won't try and take a slow. Gave me sick to make me well. Come on, what the hell?